everyone. Welcome to the Vibe Chat Pod. My name is Chris Langley, owner of Vibe Speech Therapy. And today I'd like to talk about punctuation. When we speak, punctuation is our intonation, such as, how are you? Question mark. Nice to see you, period. What a beautiful day, exclamation point. But in writing, punctuation conveys our intonation. Punctuation tells others how we feel, what we're thinking, helps us to understand what characters are thinking and feeling, or what the author is trying to convey. I notice that kids often skip over periods and commas, and it really impacts the meaning and their understanding of what they're reading. They'll look at me and say, oh, I don't know, or, you know, it doesn't, they don't know when to stop. Oftentimes, they will do complete run-ons with ignoring all of the commas and periods. And then when I say, well, what was going on or how are the characters feeling? They, they're a bit blank or they make a broad guess. So I notice this a lot with either early readers or particularly in struggling readers. In struggling readers, I see it a lot. Now, the most frequently used punctuation marks, which you all may know, are exclamation marks, periods, question marks, and commas. Now, there are oodles and oodles, so many different punctuation marks. But these are the main ones. And if we get these down, then we can start to branch out into semicolons and colons and apostrophes. Apostrophes are actually a really big one that I teach constantly and particularly in middle and high school, but definitely in elementary, they they need to know how to use those as well. So those kind of come in like a close second, but these, these first four are pretty huge. So if they get the wrong intonation or they're using the wrong punctuation, then it gets really confusing. So when I teach it, I use my voice and I use visuals and I try to make it fun and practical at the same time so that they know what to use and when they're supposed to use it. And most importantly, well, I don't know if it's most importantly, but very importantly, how to say it correctly. So there's a few activities that I can tell you about. And uh, one of them is unscrambling sentences. So very simply, you can write words on pieces of paper or you can get pre-made cards. They have some, they have some, you know, games or, um, kits like this and you use them on the table or you can have a magnet game. I remember that uh, at one point in growing up, I think I was in college actually, where we had these magnets. They were really popular at one time. They would get all these words and people would put it all over the refrigerator and make, you know, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes questionable things on the refrigerator or demanding things. Uh, or funny things, or poetic, insightful, philosophical things. Uh, They were pretty fun, really pretty fun. So, um, but as I grew older, those faded out, obviously. I think it's a phase, you know, that sometimes people go through, or or when you have kids, especially, it's really fun to have. So that's a possibility to use. And if someone's just really oriented on their computer, you can put words on a Word doc and do it that way. So, you, you find the correct punctuation from, you know, like, quote unquote, punctuation bank, you know, just or a little area that you have for your punctuation. And then you have them try on different ones for the same sentence. And then they see how is this changing the meaning? 
you want to see if they can match their intonation to the different punctuation marks. And, you know, it's funny that sometimes it's it surprises me that um, kids, well, they can go either way, it seems. A lot of times they can either get really wild with it and get really vocal, which is fun, or they can get really shy around changing their intonation. It's almost like sometimes uh, there's an entrainment for this type of kind of mono uh, pitch or tone sometimes that comes as reading, almost like, I'm not sure where it comes from actually, but I've noticed it a lot. And they feel a little bit shy to express a different intonation other than kind of like a flat, you know, sentence when they're in a direct interaction, um, like a session, you know, with reading or speaking when they're with their friends or when you're not kind of focusing on something, then they can be a little bit more expressive. But I've noticed that sometimes that they get a bit shy and say, okay, let's do something like an exclamation point. And then they have a real hard time having that exclamation. Or if um, uh, a child is on a uh, autism spectrum, they may not know how to get there. And of course, then we're teaching that piece. So that's a whole other um, skill set that we bring in on how to teach the what they mean and correlate them to facial expressions and whatnot. And that's a big visual piece that comes in. So that's one um, activity on scrambling sentences. And they're building a lot of skills. They're building syntax, the correct word order. They're learning new vocabulary. They're determining the meaning of the context, you know, of the new word or unfamiliar word or faintly familiar word from the context of the sentence. And we we practice that as well. You know, key words, let's look at key words and what you've got. And what words do you know? What words do you not know? And then of course, if they're in middle school, we can get into the whole thing around prefixes and suffixes and root words to try to sort that out. So we can go all kinds of places, not getting too far away from our task at hand, but definitely, you know, we can riff off and do different skill sets. Um, then you can have sentence comprehension and how is this intention changed with different punctuation? I always love doing that. Now, what would it be like if you put uh, a period here? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of replacement activity that I find is really helpful when cultivating speech and language. For example, I'll just segue for a moment into phonics. Like for phonics, you can you know say rat. Now take away the r and put a b bat right, and then you take away that and maybe make a nonsense word. You know, put a d there, and then you've got dat. So that isn't a real word, but what you're doing is a replacement activity. You're trying to help them get the idea of a particular skill set, whether it's phonics or whether it's understanding how things change with punctuation. So I find that very useful. And uh, so we do that. And another activity you can do is, let's say you're driving around or you're walking around or you're biking around, or you're moving around somewhere. And you can look at different advertisements on billboards, say if you're on the freeway, or signs on restaurants or stores, or on the road, let's say you're on a road trip. And you can point out, or they can point out different punctuation they see. And you can see if there's any mistakes. Sometimes there's mistakes on these signs, and it's really funny. Or you can you know, talk about what it means with that particular punctuation. And if there is a mistake, how are they going to fix it? What should they use? Or 
or they, they could do that replacement activity. Well, what would it mean if they did put a question mark instead of that? Would that be funny or would that be confusing? You know, what would it be? So that's something to do. And the skills that that builds is you practice reading and understanding puns, how they play with words to make a point or to attract attention or getting a laugh. I love puns. And multiple meanings of words. Those are really great. Start start to understand those. And also what different symbols mean. So that becomes really important for lots of reasons. And namely with some students and clients that I see for safety. Safety is uh, a big thing we want to work on all the time. And reading goes hand in hand with that. And reading symbols is very important. So another activity that I think can be quite fun is dry erase dice game. So you can either make this yourself or you can buy it pre-made. So you basically just have on the face of each of the die, you put the punctuation marks, And then you have kids take turns rolling and writing the sentences with the punctuation mark that shows up. So let's say they roll it and they get the the question mark. Then they have to, if they're they're not doing the, the writing very successfully or it's a big task for them, you can just have them verbalize a sentence that has a question. Or if you're working on writing skills, then you can have them write it out what sentence would be. And that's a great way to practice all of those words that you use to start uh, a question, you know, how, when, why, all those comprehension words too. So there's so many things embedded in one activity. Then they can string the sentences together. If you want to take it this far, you can decide if you want to make it a short, you know, short activity or longer activity, you can string the sentences together and make a story, or you can just keep them as, you know, smaller sentences. So, and for for middle and high school, or even upper elementary, you can do an added challenge of doing a word bank of conjunctions. So they have to use these conjunctions, you know, when, if, you know, all of those types of things, like when I go to the store, comma, I buy a bottled water, period. I mean, so they have to figure out that if I said I was angry, comma, then I didn't mean that, period. Anything, you know, I'm just making it up on the fly. But you can create any sort of complex sentences that you'd like using these conjunctions. And then they have the opportunity, obviously, with conjunctions to use more commas, as I was just doing. There's oodles and oodles of commas. Commas are everywhere. Now, there's a, obviously, there's rules to commas, you know, commas. Um, I teach them that they need commas when you're doing conjunctions, you need commas when you're doing transitions. Um, you know, if you're doing like, um, last night, comma, I went to bed early. Or this morning, comma, I got up so late, exclamation point. So there's all of these reasons why you use commas and and a little bit of rules around them. Sometimes when I have complex sentences, and this is a whole other animal, so I won't get into complex sentences now. I'll save that for another time. But when I'm teaching complex sentences and run-on sentences, a lot of times I'll say, well, this is a run-on. How can we fix it? They just want to throw a comma in there. (laughs) They just want to like splice it up. Here, let's just use a comma. Commas are so great. Let's just pull one and throw them out. And I have to admit, you know, uh, when I was 
I think I was around high school. I remember I was overusing commas. And I remember, I think it was in 10th grade or something. I was in a, a literature class and I wrote this big paper and my teacher gave me my paperback and all these red marks and circles around all my overuse of commas. <laughs> so I was an early offender of commas. Uh, yeah, I admit. So I, in turn, have learned how to use commas, of course. And so I, I then want to teach my students and clients how to use them correctly. So you can't just throw in a comma. You know, there's reasons and places and some rules around these things. So when you're doing the dice game, you're again building these same skills. You're building the syntax. You're building the grammar, vocabulary, comprehension. So it's all fun. And, you know, you're connecting with each other. And that's a big thing. You know, with families, there's so much on the go. I speak about this all the time. We all know it's true. And if we can just get down and sit down together, I have a friend actually, and she tells me, oh yeah, once a week, we always do game night. We always do this because it's a way for us to connect to each other. Nobody has their phones on. Nobody does anything. And I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. That's still alive and happening. I love that. You know, and you can get to connect to each other. Who is this person I live with? What are they doing? What are they thinking? So it can be fun. You don't, it doesn't have to be just like, okay, we're going to learn this and, you know, bring out the hatchet is going to happen. Bring out the scorecard, you know, let's just have fun and, and do what we can. And I always try to tell my students and clients that as well, you know, we're, we're learning something. I'm teaching you something. We, we have a goal, we have focus, but also, you know, let's, let's not get too intense about it. Let's, this is a process and we're practicing and we're learning and, Let's have fun. So definitely invite that in for all your activities if you can. Now, of course, reading. I wouldn't, I would be remiss if I didn't mention reading. I love reading and punctuation impacts the meaning when you're reading and it is completely the go-to activity for developing all language, spelling and cognition skills. So when you're reading with your child, you can point out the punctuation. You can name what the punctuation is. This is a comma. This is a question mark. And you can read out loud. And how is this used in a sentence? Now, there's two authors that I think are really great at this, Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein. Everybody knows Dr. Seuss. And I think most people know Shel Silverstein. Really funny poems. And kids just love it. And the drawings are really cute. The little... Um, the animation, you know, and Dr. Seuss, if you get it on an iPad, it can be somewhat animated and that really helps engagement as well. And you can control whether you're reading it or they're reading it, or I mean, whether the, the iPad is reading it or you're reading it. I always choose that I read it. I don't, I don't want the iPad to read for any of us. Um, you know, when I'm teaching it, of course. So they have these, this rhyme and they have stories and they have these silly poems. So they get practice and they can understand using this punctuation and then they're having fun at the same time. So because they don't always stop at these commas and periods, you need to teach them how to do this. Now, obviously we want to choose high interest books. Sometimes we have to just choose what we're reading in the moment. And it's important that kids read things that isn't of their preference. And I, I say that as an educator, um, you know, who's been doing this for a long time, I've, 
I want to do high interest. And at the same time, I want them to be able to do things that they're not as interested in, but they have to, because that's life, right? We all have to do things we don't want to do. And so it's important for, let's read something that you really like, which is most of the time what I'm doing, because I want them to be engaged. But then every once in a while, let's read this. And then, uh, well, let's read it and see what you find. See if you can still use these same skills with this thing that you find less interesting. Because that's how, that's school and everything, right? That's what we know. So there's a couple of classic examples. And one of these books is titled Eats, Shoots, and Leaves. So this book explains a panda bear's habits of eating and shooting something and then leaving. But of course, the panda isn't shooting anything, right? So you can see how this punctuation makes a difference. So instead of eats comma, shoots comma, and leaves, which would mean the panda bear is shooting something, it's eats comma, shoots and leaves. So the panda bear is eating, shoots and leaves, not eating, shooting someone and leaving. That would be a pretty, a pretty intense panda. <laughs> so you can see, and that's kind of a funny example now, because I'm talking about it, I'm, I, you know, I'm explaining it this way, but if you're looking at the book, then you're seeing it and it's, you know, it's a bit funny that way. Now there's another classic example that I'll share. And this one is the book, Let's Eat Grandma. And this is a book of grammar. Now we're not going to eat grandma. So it's supposed to be, let's eat, comma, grandma. So you're making a big distinction. You're either going to eat grandma or you're going to eat with grandma. So it makes a big difference if you put that comma in or take it out. I think these are really fun kids. You can play around and do so many things with punctuation. It can be really a lot of fun. And there is satisfaction. And I notice with all the things I teach, but I'll just say it again with punctuation, there is satisfaction when they get the right one. It feels like, oh yeah, that's right. That's it. It feels right on a lot of levels. They understand things better. They can move on to the next sentence better. And they feel like they're communicating better. And that's the point, right? So we want them to have fun, to be creative, and just enjoy what they're learning because punctuation is everywhere. So thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow me on Apple and Spotify or any other podcast platform. And to get more information on speech and language therapy, you can visit my website at vibespeechtherapy.com. Thank you.